0: You're listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. I'm a British robot lady. My turn-offs include England, robots, and horror movies. Enjoy the show. Yo, Joe.
1: Yo, Justin. What's up?
0: Not much, man. Merry Christmas, by the way. Merry
1: Christmas to you, too. Very exciting.
0: It is. It is. And, you know, Christmas gets, I guess... Less exciting uh, the older you get, but I don't feel that way this year. Why is that? Um, Well, A, I don't know, for some reason it just feels different. Um, The last couple of years I was down in a a tropical climate, so Christmas in Florida feels a little weird. Um, This year, obviously not the case, uh, because I'm in the middle of nowhere. And it's cold here. Yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, but also, uh, we get to talk about my favorite
1: Christmas movie of all time, Gremlins. <laughs> I was going to interrupt. I was when you when you said my favorite I was Christmas movie. Waiting movies. for you to interrupt. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting slow in my old age, and uh, that joke just fell flat. But that's okay. We'll always have the Alice frame. <laughs> yeah, man, I haven't seen Gremlins in quite a bit, but I watched it again recently because uh, we were gonna talk about it, and I fucking love that movie. It's so good. It's so different. I can't think of anything else that's like Gremlins, you know. Yeah, there's
0: really, there's really not much out there that that kind of like straddles that line of it's kid friendly horror. Yeah, like that's the best way I can I can think of it. There, there's there's not much of that. Um, like, obviously, Gremlins is a prime example. Um, the Monster Squad. Um.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Monsters uh, Goonies, basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I don't know, like, I feel like there was, like, this prime, um, era, like, in the 80s, where you were just getting a lot of,
1: like... Coming-of-age, like, fantasy stories. Yeah. 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 Well, ironically enough, I mean, this was written by Christopher Columbus, who also wrote *The Goonies*. Correct. And yeah. a plethora of other Christmas movies.
0: Yeah, I mean, he did the first two Home Alone movies. I want to say.
1: Yep, he did the first two Home Alone movies. He did the first two Harry Potter movies. Um, yep. Which had you know some Christmas elements in it. Yeah. So yeah, it's been it's been quite a while since I've seen Gremlins, and I loved every second of it. So. Gremlins, uh, 1984, directed by Joe Dante, who, uh, if you don't know who Joe Dante is, he's done uh, The Howling.
0: Gremlins 2?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> like Piranha?
0: Oh, that's right. I forgot he did Piranha. Um, He, he also did that really controversial um, sequence in the Twilight Zone movie.
1: Oh, he, he did the, uh, the one when the kids were killed? Yeah. That was Joe Dante, huh?
0: That was Joe Dante, yeah.
1: He he. This movie definitely like has a very Steven Spielberg feel to it.
0: Yeah, it's an animal flick.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it's just it's got that like sort of signature all over it. I obviously I know it's not, but like it just really feels like that. And then uh, you get the you know the cast in here is people you don't really see that much anymore. Uh, these people sort of were big in the '80s, but not so much now. Like uh, Zach Allegan, uh played Billy, but i haven't really seen him in anything in fucking ages phoebe cates too right like uh, she plays kate
0: yeah yeah, phoebe cates retired from acting a long time ago
1: yeah yeah so for those who don't know gremlins um that's pretty sad you know (laughs) i think that you should probably watch (laughs) gremlins i don't know it's it's one of those like things like die hard where it's like it's not really a christmas movie in terms of it's about christmas itself but it takes place around christmas so everybody kind of you know calls it a christmas movie But this has a lot more Christmas in it than, like, other things. I mean, like, watching it again recently, it's like every set is just like, Christmas! It's like just screaming Christmas. It's like they threw up Christmas decorations on every frame of the film. Everything.
0: Well, that's why I consider this a Christmas movie. Yeah. This is, like, I feel like Christmas is kind of essential to the plot of the movie. Well, because it's
1: a Christmas present. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're not wrong about that. Um, but, but like, I guess like when I think of Christmas movies, well, you know, I guess Home Alone isn't really about Christmas, right? Um, no. Yeah. So, um, it starts off basically with, you know, our, our protagonist, Billy, his father is going to, uh, trying, was he trying to sell inventions or right? Like in the beginning? Well, he's, yeah. uh, He's he's an inventor.
0: his His father is an inventor. Um, but none of his inventions work very well. Um, he's trying to sell—is oh, it the bathroom buddy to uh, to the old man, Mister Wing?
1: Oh, it's such a gross thing, isn't it? <laughs> like it's just, it's
0: just it, all that toothpaste—it shoots out.
1: Yeah, it's like real suggestive. I don't, I don't know. Like as a kid, it's innocent. When I'm like watching him as an adult, I'm like, "Ew, man, come on!" <laughs> it's fucking gross.
0: Even now, I don't feel that way about it. But sure, if that's what you want to take away from
1: it, I you know it's 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 funny because like he it starts off in Chinatown or China, like the fucking place looks like the like like ancient Shanghai. It's like, <laughs> I have been to Chinatown in New York. It doesn't look fucking like that. They don't they, they don't have like ancient like Chinese like uh, sorcerers like <laughs> selling selling Chinese food and shit. It's, it's like, it, it's off the wall, yeah.
0: it was the mid-80s, you had to go, like... Yeah,
1: full Chinese. <laughs> just
0: full Chinese. If you're gonna go
1: Chinese, you gotta go full Chinese. <laughs> it's fucking ninjas flipping in the background. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's crazy. Yeah, so he he winds up going uh, to sell some kind of invention. It, it is the toothpaste thing, the bathroom bunny. And, uh, yeah. and then winds up seeing uh, this little creature that we don't see. You know, it's like off screen. We just kind of hear it. He wants mm-hmm. to buy it. The man's like, no fucking way, too dangerous, whatever. But the kid's grandson, I guess, or whoever, whoever is like there, sells it to him on the side. Uh, he takes this thing home. It's called a Magwai. Yeah. Which is Cantonese for uh, devil. Yes. Yeah. So... Well, uh, it's
0: actually pronounced uh, bokwi. The Mandarin pronunciation is a Oh, uh,
1: okay. So he takes it home. Uh, Randall, Billy's father, takes it home and gives it to him as a gift. So now we get, like, the rules, right? Which is sort of, like, a well-established horror trope, right? The rules of whatever, you know? Um, right. And it's been done, like, a thousand times before. You know what I mean? You had rules and things from the, the, the 30s and the 40s and stuff like that. But people really seem to um, associate that kind of thing with this movie. Because it's so integral to the, the, the story. Right. You know, it really, like, matters a lot. Although, like... We'll get into it later. These rules are absolutely insane. Like, there's no fucking way that... They never made sense to me. You know what I mean? I think here's the thing about Gremlins. Anyone that has seen it or hasn't seen it, like, you can't sit down and watch Gremlins if you, like, have a problem with, like, understanding. Like, you have to have everything wrapped up tightly or you care about continuity and, you know, established rules. You're not going to enjoy the movie at all. It's not going to work out.
0: No, this is this is not a movie for people who
1: care about plot holes. And if you and if you are a stickler for that, you are going to hate Gremlins Two a lot. Oh man, Gremlins Two is fucking bonkers. Like that's that's a whole other fucking podcast. I, I'm still gonna
0: say though, I fucking love Gremlins Two.
1: Gremlins Two is one of the greatest sequels, I think, to a movie. Period.
0: One hundred percent. It,
1: 100%. It makes fun of itself, and it's like a self-aware movie. It knows it's a movie. Mm-hmm. It's a it, movie well, they like had a whole conversation
0: times. about the rules from this movie in that movie and how they don't make any sense.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. Which, by the
0: way, we haven't even talked about the rules yet.
1: Okay, so what are the rules, Justin?
0: Uh, well, the first rule is you can't get them wet.
1: So no dirty talking. No. <laughs> Gross.
0: Uh, the <laughs> second rule is you can't expose them to, like, they don't like bright lights, especially sunlight, because it'll kill them. Yeah. And the third and more, most important rule is you cannot feed it after midnight. Correct. Which is maybe the most contentious rule of them all. Not even just because of time zones, because of when, like, what, what's the cutoff point there? Like, okay, you can't feed them after midnight, but then when can you start feeding them again?
1: Right. Yeah, the water thing kind of drives me nuts, too, because, like, they spit on each other, right? Like, so, they have saliva. They don't, like, drool in their sleep, get wet. Like, they don't piss and get piss on their fur. Not to mention the scene in the bar when they're all just spilling beer all over each other. Like, what, does it have to be water? Like, I don't understand that either.
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: It has to be, yeah, like, it make H2O?
0: Yeah, I guess it just has to be pure water.
1: Hmm. We're trying to do, like, the movie of service here and fix these things, but honestly, there's just really no way around it. It's weird. It doesn't really make a lot of sense.
0: And it doesn't have to make sense. Just, it's kind point. of the secret here.
1: Yeah. Uh, I wanted to get into uh, to uh, Pete. I don't Corey know. Corey like, Feldman? Uh, Pete, yeah. Corey Feldman. A he, What is he, like, Billy's friend? It sounds very strange because he's like a very he's a he's a little kid. Billy is a lot, little bit older. Are they neighbors? I don't yeah. really, like I just saw it, but I don't remember like what the relationship was.
0: They never really explained it. I assume that they were neighbors.
1: The, yeah, basically, like towards in the beginning of the movie, like uh, Pete comes over, uh, and this is basically Corey Feldman's first movie, I believe, like live action film because he did a voice in the Fox and the Hound, but I think this was his actual first movie. Now this okay, okay then yeah, yeah yeah this and Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, Part 4 came out the same year. I don't know what he filmed first. I don't know what was released first Like off the top of my head. But for some reason, I always thought that Gremlins was the first movie. Um, But I I could be wrong. It's definitely one of the bigger uh, movies he did. It was well before Goonies.
0: I think it was only a year before Goody's.
1: Yeah, Pete's at Billy's house, and he's showing off the Mogwai, which he named Gizmo, and Mm -hmm. explaining the rules. Pete winds up spilling water on him accidentally after he just fucking told him about the rules, right? We get right down to to business in this movie. It moves really quickly. Um, And we see what happens with water. And it basically, like, spawns little tiny versions of itself out of its back. They like, bubbles up and spits out of its back. They basically turn into a bunch more, but like they're like evil looking. They're like a little bit nastier in the face and stuff like that.
0: Right, like Gizmo's like a pretty chill mogwai. He's just like he's cute. Like
1: yeah,
0: he is. He's, he's cute, and uh, his demon spawn are the exact opposite. They are just
1: dicks yeah. all the time. Like, we have our, like, main bad guy. One of them is, like, a bigger dick than the rest of them. He's got, like, a stripe in his hair. So, they call him Stripe. Which was also, like, a like a kind of a big trope, right? Like, you don't have names for these, like, bad guys. They're just all, like, you know, you, ambig- oh, yeah. ambiguous, like, like monsters. Right. Yeah. So, you, you, like, you name him after some kind of trait. You know, oh, that one's got a scar on his face. You know, like, what's his story all about? That, again, like, a trope that's been done a couple of times. But it's more popular from Gremlins. Because this movie was just such a big thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, as Christmas-centric as this movie is, this was a summer movie. This came out in June of 1984. Right. More specifically, it came out the same day as Ghostbusters. Really? Yep. Ghostbusters and Gremlins released the same day. I want to say it was like June 16th, 1984.
1: I didn't know that. What a big day for movies. And and, and these are two huge, like, you know, out, you know, like horror in terms of, like, there's monsters in them, but, like, they're more comedy they're more like fantastical and right like, yeah. know, like big spectacles of movies basically like you know that's kind of what the 80s uh is popular for you know right
0: right and, and like the miraculous thing about it i think is that they both went on to become like instant classics instantly iconic
1: yeah oh the music by the way the music in gremlins is fucking great it gets stuck in your head it gets stuck in your head for like days
0: oh yeah yeah like the I, I did not re-watch the movie recently like you did and just talking about it now i know i'm going to have the gremlins theme stuck <laughs> in my head forever
1: <laughs> yeah well that and christmas music that's in it you know like it's all like, christmas music yeah. yeah um yeah so it's like five different mogwais i believe that come out of its back um they're just assholes and you know they're kind of giving everybody a hard time uh and so it's the Billy science teacher, Mr. Hansen, that basically uh, helps him kind of ex- find out what the what these things are all about. He takes one of them. I don't I don't remember who. It it doesn't matter. It's just a random. It's op- not. Way. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not the main one, obviously. And it's not. It's not Gizmo. Um, no. It's uh. It's, a, it's around this time that like there's you know oh, Billy's clock goes out by accident, doesn't see what time it is, and they get fed after midnight. Now, obviously, we know we're gonna see all the rules broken. We know that. Yeah. Um, and well, we've they have
0: already broken one of them.
1: Yeah, right off the bat. After that, they, uh, you know, we see what happens when they feed him after midnight, and it's the cocoon, basically. Yep. And he's like really cool looking like.
0: Yeah, they're kind of reminiscent of the uh, like the the eggs. From Alien.
1: Yeah, a little bit. You know, the, like this this um, this movie plays tribute to it, like 50 sci-fi horror films, and like a lot of those movies are playing. In the background, I believe of yep. the movie. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, so that's kind of like what this does. It's just, it just it makes them it, it puts it in a more modern age. Well, modern at the time, obviously, right? It's funny they were trying to like be nostalgic, I think, in a certain way, and now like it's nostalgic for what it, it is sounds, for us. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. it's got it, it did one of those things that you don't really see too often. So yeah, so so basically, I, I first of all, I love the way the cocoons look. I think they look fucking really cool. And I forgot how much of like the effects in this movie, like the practical effects, the look of the gremlins, the look of the mogwais. They're fucking really well done. Oh, they're
0: beautiful. They're really, they really, really are. Beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's... I, you know, I know they're puppets and stuff like that. I do like... And, and they move like puppets. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not <laughs> incredibly impressive. It just works for what it is. You know, it doesn't have to look super or hyper-realistic. But there are some shots where I kind of forget, you know... um, that like all the work that had to be put into it because it, it's very seamless and it's very flawless in some shots uh especially when uh,
0: especially like in the like the big crowd scenes where it's just yeah. like, jesus christ well
1: there's so much going on everybody's throwing things and smoke like it, it it's hard to focus your eyes on on one thing to find an imperfection i think that's kind of what you know to the credit i think they did that really well too to kind of cast the illusion of what these like creatures are yeah man it, it, like when even like later on when uh, stripe is riding the bicycle like that looks really good
0: yeah i always thought that looked pretty cool
1: you know in the hardware store because like you don't really you know you always just sort of see them where you know just a portion of the bodies can you know that they're being puppeteered but in the shots where they aren't they do a pretty good job um I even yeah, like they the...
0: do have like a lot of full body shots of the gremlins. They do,
1: yeah. They, they they definitely do, and there's a lot of them. Well, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but like, this is basically what happens. The you know the, the cocoons open up and they're gremlins, which everybody you know should know what they look like at this point, even if you haven't seen the movie. And they run amuck in the town, and that's basically the movie. They just tear the town up, and that and that is like that is the movie. That's the that's the highlight right there is the gremlins basically just destroying this town.
0: Yeah, I mean that's what you. That's what you bought your ticket for, you know? You, you want to see the gremlins fuck shit up, and they do. Well,
1: when, when Billy basically goes to the police and tells him like, he knows what's going on because he, you know, he he basically did this. He goes to the police station, he's, like, telling the cops the rules, and they're just making fun of him, obviously. One of the cops, not the main one, the other one, I didn't know who this was until I watched it again recently, but it's Jonathan Banks from, uh, from Breaking Bad. Really? You, you recognize him more in this movie as the bad guy in Beverly Hills Cop.
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense. It was yeah. the same year.
1: The, there's a lot of great moments, obviously. Uh, one of which the is
0: fight with Mom and Stripe is. <laughs> or actually, no. There's multiple Gremlins. Yeah. In that fight.
1: Well, right, because she kills one. Um,
0: yeah. Oh, and <laughs> the
1: In the microwave, <laughs> which is a great effect. There's
0: one in the microwave, and then there's one in the blender.
1: Yeah, she, she yeah she kills herself some Gremlins in the kitchen where she's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. <laughs>
0: really shouldn't
1: be saying <laughs> oh i don't mean that. but she but but, Which, but by but, the way but that's the stereotype man she every, every time you see the fucking mother in this movie she's in the kitchen doing something oh god you're right every time or fucking with this guy's inventions that don't work all the characters are very likable you know like they're all like pretty great you know they have good personalities um
0: except for mrs deagle
1: oh that was gonna get into the mrs deagle one go <laughs> that's a that's like my favorite kill i guess you could say in the movie oh
0: yeah yeah 100 real quick before i even talk about mrs deagle um i want to, billy's mom i just found this out like last week billy's mother is the same actress who played lorraine's mother in back to the future who is like in 19 in 1955
1: oh really oh okay i didn't know that
0: yeah it's the same actress i didn't know that until like
1: yeah But well mrs deagle's kind of like the somewhat of an antagonist i guess throughout the movie not besides the gremlins Cause she, she like threatened to kill um, Billy's dog. She was
0: gonna. She was gonna have the dog Barney put down. Put
1: down. Yeah. Cause he.
0: Cause he broke her snowman.
1: So she's like just like established as like an asshole. Yeah, she gets it pretty bad.
0: Yeah, she's uh she's she's asshole. By the way, her house is the, uh, growing pains house.
1: Show me that smile again. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been so disappointed if you didn't chime in at that exact moment because we did that a lot, you and I. <laughs> we did.
0: We did. The uh, the Growing Pains theme. Ah, uh, The best fucking joke. theme.
1: The best fucking theme song. Oh,
0: 100%.
1: Yeah. 100%. <laughs> That's the Growing Pains house? I had no fucking clue.
0: Yeah, it's the growing pig's ass. There's so much Gremlins trivia.
1: It's crazy. I don't know as much oh, stuff. Oh, dude, I've, I've,
0: got the, I've got Gremlins trivia coming out my ass, and I'm going to throw it all <laughs> at you at some point today. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> Just like they threw up Christmas, I'm going to throw up Gremlins
1: trivia. Oh, they shitted it all over the set. Um, this de- <laughs> decorations dude. are decorated in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking crazy!
0: Hang some lights on that fucking snowman.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, staple a fucking Rudolph to him.
0: (laughs) So in any case, so yeah, Mrs. Deagle fucking gets it. She's like in her house with her million cats. By the way, every single one of her cats that she names uh, is another form of currency. Yeah. Um, So yeah, she's got one of those uh, you know chairs that takes you up and down the stairs. Yeah. So she gets on that chair, and the gremlins have obviously fucked with her uh, with her chair. So she goes to <laughs> basically the chair super speeds all the way up through the roof.
1: <laughs> she goes right out the fucking window, she like, goes at, right like out the window. F- at like forty miles per hour on a chair. Yeah which yeah. is, she, again like just a testament to how silly the movie is and like how fucking right. bonkers it is like the chair would never go that fast in the first place because what's the point like who's sending a lady 60 miles per hour up a staircase you know what i mean but it does and that's how she dies she goes flying around out the window lands on the street basically right in front of the police it's she gets it, it's an old lady she gets it really bad yeah but she's such a dick. Yeah, she is, but... Like, you don't feel bad
0: for her, but yeah, legitimately one of my favorite scenes in the movie, but I'll tell you what my favorite scene in the movie is. Please. Uh, the bar scene.
1: Okay, the bar scene... <laughs> Alright, let's... Well, first of all, we, we talked about, like, some of the characters, like, the main characters. We didn't really talk about... Yeah, we didn't talk about Kate, played by Phoebe Cates, who is, like, Billy's love interest, basically. Uh, Kate works at
0: the bar, she's a bartender, and <laughs> she's, like, having to serve them drinks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're just running them up, and she's like bringing them beers and shit she's terrified, obviously
1: but, but, but kind of terrified like like she's like more like just flustered and like but she keeps serving them she's not like screaming and <laughs> running now, now granted she doesn't under, she, she doesn't know what's going on like Billy's like you know he's aware of it because he started this as far as we know like Kate's just bartending and a bunch of monsters came in and she's just like ah uh, serving them
0: one of them's flashing her
1: yeah one of them is flash dancing, which really
0: one of them is flash
1: dancing, which really dates the movie there, but yeah,
0: like a cut off prop top type yeah, situation. The whole oh, get up. Man.
1: It's funny because she's like not scared. It, it seems like she's like like I said before, like more flustered until like one pulls a gun on her. Like that made the difference, and then she's like screaming and running out the door. And I'm like, well. The, the, the monster people didn't like make you scream like this is just so no weird.
0: no it was it was it was the gremlin with the ski mask and the and the uh, the revolver <laughs> that did it for yeah they
1: got a lot of guns the gremlins
0: if we're gonna talk about kate just real quick can we talk about her whole speech about santa claus
1: right that's okay so that's like a big famous part of the movie is kate's speech now we established in the beginning when like we kind of first see kate and billy hanging out she fucking hates christmas Um, she just hates Christmas and we don't know why. And then she just has this speech about why she hates Christmas in the middle of all the action. She kind of stops everything and says, here's why I hate Christmas and tells this speech, which is fucking terrifying and horrible. It's a horrible, horrible story.
0: It's it's an odd thing to put in a movie like that. It is. I want to say, like...
1: (laughs) But maybe that's what makes it silly is that this is in there. Like some think, oh, it kind of stops it and takes it to a serious level. I'm like, I'm like, no, it kind of does the opposite. It makes it even more silly that they're trying to incorporate this like serious, like tragic story in the middle of gremlins. It makes it sillier to me. For
0: me, I never took it that way. Mm. Just because the tone of the scene was so dead serious. Like amidst all this craziness going on, like you then kind of, like you said, you you almost stop the movie for this gut wrenching speech about how her father broke his neck and died on Christmas Eve, going down the chimney just as Santa.
1: To, to surprise her, yeah, she, there's a lot of build-up to that story because she's like, the, the father was supposed to come home for Christmas and never did. The mom and her had no idea where the dad was. They, were, you know, they didn't hear from him for days. And it wasn't until she went to go turn on the, uh, the fireplace because she was cold that she smelled something and it was their father, right, dressed as Santa, trying to surprise her the night before Christmas. He had just died and rotted in the fucking chimney for for days. Which, I mean, and, and Jesus he, Christ! <laughs> yeah, it's a... <laughs> Yeah, you can't even tell the story without, like, there being, like, a, like a, just silence in the room, you know? It's it's such a memorable part. But, again, I just feel like it's so, like, I, I, it's just so out of place and so, like, dramatic that it makes it even sillier to me. You know what I mean? That's just how, like, I, I don't know. That's what I always, that's what I got out of it.
0: So, I think, like, this movie is kind of a an odd dichotomy um, because she do have... Like, on one hand, you can kind of take it as, like, almost a, sh- a straight, like, horror flick. Yeah. But then you have that kind of underlying, kind of satiric tone to it, um, which the second movie then puts to the forefront. They then go ahead and make fun of that scene in Gremlins 2.
1: They do, yeah.
0: With Lincoln's birthday. So it's like, <sighs> what are you, what are you guys trying to do here?
1: Yeah. <laughs> what winds up happening is that the you know the gremlins sort of home alone the town and like set up all these traps and people are getting fucking killed and shit like that. They they wind up killing off quite a few of these gremlins in in the in the scene and then Stripe the the leader or whatever goes into the YMCA pool and then spawns more uh, gremlins, which basically a like lot more a lot more gremlins. <laughs> yeah, yeah um by the way the um remember this i don't i didn't remember this as well um until i saw it again recently when the gremlins were all marching into the town that was pretty pretty cool i mean it looks a little dated because it's stop motion but it's like that that when they're all walking into like the light of the town through the street
0: oh that's a great shot
1: you know what i mean it's almost like i guess like a miniature of the town and then they had them in stop motion
0: or it might have just been
1: like rotoscoped i'm not really sure i didn't like i didn't like rewind and look at it again but i was like man i don't remember that shot but that's a great shot and that's like a ballsy shot to take you know because like to have these things all marching on foot into the town would be sort of a daunting task because they're all puppets Mm. and that was their way around it and i actually really liked it
0: yeah it's it's one i don't think there are many stop motion shots in the movie that might be the only
1: one honestly i I believe it is yeah oh actually no that the the end might be stop motion too when stripe is like melting i don't think that is oh you think that's puppeted i yeah
0: i think i think that um i think that's all practical like in camera effects.
1: yeah even when the skeleton kind of like collapses a little bit yep oh okay and then
0: yeah it, it, it doesn't that like that scene specifically does not feel um stop motion to me i think they actually did that practically
1: is it you know like what what's the deal with like warner brothers and disney being in the same movie
0: I don't know how they managed to get Snow White in this right? movie. I really don't. It's
1: a Warner Bros. movie. There's, there's, there's like a lot of Warner Brothers like uh, memorabilia around, especially when at the end when they go to the department store and yeah, they're playing Snow White. So I, I didn't understand because I thought like Roger Rabbit was the only breakthrough. Well, the two properties rather in the same film, but like how did they get that? Like I don't. Well,
0: I mean, it's not like they had like Bugs Bunny interacting with. Mickey Mouse in this movie. This no, just, no, it's... We're, no, we're definitely, gonna use yeah. We're going to use Snow White in this movie. Uh, my guess is the uh, how that came about was Spielberg. If, mm. if you get Spielberg attached to your movie, he's going to make shit happen.
1: Just a wizard of movies back back in the 80s?
0: And there are very few people who can say no to Steven Spielberg, uh, especially at this time, where he's kind of at the height of his powers. <laughs> 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 like the emperor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of
1: no 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 <laughs> then he makes <laughs> west side story and uh, it's blown people away You're like oh it's so great and like really we it wasn't even great back then like what? what's fucking we're getting a little off topic obviously but the, the gremlins episode
0: go... goes where it goes man
1: the, but the gremlins yeah. go to the movies
0: they do they do go to the movies and they like go they to watch the... yeah. snow white snow white. and the seven dwarfs um, again, like, this, that scene is, like, seared into the consciousness of the American movie-going audience. You know, like, everybody knows the scene of the Gremlins watching Snow White. Not only watching Snow but loving Snow White and singing along with it.
1: Yeah. It was around this time in the movie that something started to bother me a little bit about this, about Gremlins. And it's something I never thought about before until I watched it this time around. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. So, all these different gremlins that we get, and there's, what, probably like 50 of them? Maybe more? Like, there's a lot. Hanging out in the movie theater, there was a lot in the bar as well. And what do you notice about all the gremlins?
0: They all look more or less the same?
1: No, they're all in clothing.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Right? They're all in clothing. Like, where'd they get gremlin-sized clothing from?
0: From the children's department
1: children have fucking flash dance
0: gear it was the 80s everybody had flash dance gear shut up justin They
1: <laughs> <laughs> had like newsies outfit there were so many different outfits like leather jackets this is like these are things adults wear it didn't make any fucking sense to me i'm like i don't understand where all these tiny outfits came from <laughs> did they kill a bunch of tiny people <laughs> take their clothes Like, this this
0: is the thing you're getting
1: uh, hung up on? No, I mean, I shouldn't be getting hung up on anything, honestly. But I'm the one that said that before, and I'm, like, sitting here doing the same thing. But it was just odd to me. I was just like, there's a lot of weird things in this movie. This is really weird to me, too. I was watching a movie with with my girlfriend. My girlfriend. I'm 40 years old. I got a girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) And she was, like, asking all these questions. She was like, how do they know how to read? And, like, why can't they have water? How do they survive without water? I'm like you're fucking watching this wrong. You're asking too many questions, <laughs> and and that's the whole point of this movie. You can't you can't think about it. You just have to just take it for what it is, and enjoy yeah. all like the mayhem that happens. Like when they blow up the movie theater, right? The only one left is Stripe. Uh, they go to the hardware store, or or I guess it's like a department store. They're fighting Stripe, and it's like Billy. And Striper fighting. Billy's using a baseball bat to defend himself. Defend himself against the chainsaw. A chainsaw. And I'm like, alright, well this is either the strongest bat in the world, or the weakest chainsaw ever made. But either way, like, yeah, I'm part of this now. Uh, and that's basically our climax of the movie. And, and it's actually the only time Gizmo fucking does anything. Besides, like, whine and complain. Because he's just kind of hanging out in a backpack and just following everybody, you know, or just being dragged around everybody. But he's not doing anything. Like, Gremlins too. he, like, fights the Gremlins. But... Right. In this movie, not really until the end where he basically has like this cutesy car chase in the store with a little remote control car. He obviously Stripe is about to basically put his hand in a fountain and again spawn more gremlins. It's daylight at this point, but the shutter's up, so he opens the shutters and uses the sunlight to basically kill Stripe, and that's the end of the movie. One of the most amazing effects oh, it from it the looks era. So good. It's so it, yeah, it looks and I so good. really didn't realize how great that looked until I saw it again. I was blown away. Um the effect of him melting uh, and then coming out of the water as like basically like a melted skeleton and then a puddle and then a bub- and then bubbling up as the puddle like by where the, right. the dog comes in. Oh my God, man. It's fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, it's so cool.
1: It does, man. Seeing this movie again, I had more of an appreciation for a lot of the things in it because I just sort of, I've seen it so many times, you know, when I was younger and a little bit older and it just, you know what I mean? But watching it again, you know, when you and I, in the habit of doing uh, the, the podcast, I tend to be a little more analytical about stuff when I'm watching it because I want to talk to you about things. But in, in doing that, I also wind up like just paying more attention to the movie than I ever did and mm-hmm. finding things I appreciate more than I, than I ever had before. And, and some of the effects, especially that one, was definitely one of
0: them. This movie, it knows exactly what it is and it knows exactly how far to go. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, 100%.
0: And it was weird at the time. So PG-13 did not exist at the time. There was right. not a rating. So you basically had either PG or R as far as, like, like adult movies go. Or not adult movies, but you know what I mean.
1: I know what you mean, yeah.
0: This movie was pretty gory for what it was.
1: Yeah. it Like, when we talked about the old lady being killed. I mean, it wasn't, like, blood, so to speak. Not, no. Not, but there was a lot of, like pretty intense like murders you know
0: this movie was actually originally written to not be as kid-friendly as it ended up being what this was going do? to be just a flat-out horror movie
1: but they realized how silly and, it was like because of little well, people little little they, German they, people
0: no they, they just in the process of like screenwriting once they brought a director on and everything I think especially once Spielberg got involved, they decided, know eh, let's let's tone things down, change the tone a little bit. Um, I'll tell you, originally, Gizmo was not supposed to be throughout the entire movie. Was he going to die? No. Gizmo was going to become a gremlin.
1: Oh, shit, okay.
0: And that's how this whole thing was going to start off. Oh. That's why Gizmo doesn't have a whole hell of a lot to do throughout, like, the middle part of the movie up until, like, the very end. Okay. Because... Gizmo was not a part of this movie, other than being the lead gremlin. So,
1: and they, yeah, and they, and sh- they switched sh- that and made it Stripe, basically. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, because they could sell toys and dolls of Gizmo.
0: Well, that was that was kind of exactly it. They like they looked at yeah. like Gizmo, and they were like, "This thing's way too cute."
1: Right. And he to is. make him,
0: yeah, to make him the bad guy. Like, also, to the bad guy.
1: None of us mentioned this yet, but not that it matters um, too much. But he's voiced by. Uh, Howie Mandel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing they talk so much is sort of like makes little sounds. I mean, I guess he tries to form words here and there with certain things, but
0: yeah, yeah. He he. There, there's some vocalization.
1: A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: But yeah, yeah. That's Howie Mandel as the uh, as the voice of Gizmo, and Frank Welker is the voice of the other Gremlins.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could tell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gremlins could have been a very, very different movie, and actually, Gremlins is one of Two movies that came out in 1984 that um, kind of led the MPAA to create the PG-13 rating. Um, wait, the other one being,
1: let me guess, around wait, was it was it 84? Just something that
0: no, two movies that came out this that uh, in 1984 that kind of helped create PG-13 because both the movies I'm talking about were rated PG, but then
1: was it uh, Temple of Doom?
0: It was Temple of Doom. Nice. Temple of Doom was the other movie, yeah. So, yeah, they both ended up being rated PG because they weren't quite hard enough to be considered R, but maybe a little too hard to be really a PG. So because of that, um, I want to say it might have been the next year or 86, uh, they started instituting the PG-13.
1: Well, I know the first PG-13 movie that came out. What was it? It Red Dawn.
0: Was Red Dawn PG thirteen? Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. It, so yeah, was,
0: I guess it was that same year they decided to. Yeah. To then, do this all yeah.
1: must have happened pretty quick then, because 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 Red Dawn came out like the the mid summer of eighty four, so probably like a, like a, like a month or two after Gremlins. Okay. Yeah.
0: Oh uh, yeah, that makes sense. Wow. Well, yeah, they must have worked on that real quick.
1: Um. Well, in, in the end of Gremlins, basically, uh, the the guy comes back, uh, Mister Wynn, I believe his name was. Uh, Mr. yeah. Yeah, who found out that, you know, uh, the kid sold the Mogwai to him and he he comes and takes it back. Um, And he kind of walks off into a matte painting (laughs) of the town and the moon. (laughs) And, man, man, I fucking miss matte paintings. I really do. I
0: know, right? Yeah.
1: You know, people don't understand how, like, great those were. Like, and how impressive they are. If you go and, like, watch, just go look up a YouTube video or you know an article online with some photos about just map painting Star Wars is a great example they did a lot of those to see how they're done and the work that goes into it man it's beautiful and it's like a lost art and it look look it doesn't always look very realistic it doesn't but i don't think it's supposed to i think that's the charm of it and when i saw that ending scene i'm like that's beautiful man that's a great ending shot and
0: well there there are some there's some uh like classic map painting shots that like you wouldn't even know was a map painting unless you I looked it up. The ending of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. In that okay. in that warehouse, that was that was a matte painting.
1: The Emperor's arrival at the Death Star was an awesome matte painting. Matte painting?
0: painting. Yeah. yeah, great.
1: Right. Um, um I mean essentially they're paintings on glass that yeah. they film through by leaving certain spots open for characters to walk around in. Right. Very charming, um, I think. But I missed that, man. I, you know, it's like one of those Lost arts of movies that you just don't see anymore. Um, I would love well, someone yeah. to be I mean, able.
0: Everything's digital now, so.
1: It would be really interesting to like have a movie come out where they have to use like technology from a certain like decade or era. Like they're just not allowed to fucking use any equipment, at all. Besides, like actually
0: shoot on film.
1: Yeah, you know, and 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 have to do all your effects practical, whatever, whatever was just available back then would be pretty pretty cool. Like, did you um. You remember um, when King Kong came out on DVD? It was around the same time that Peter Jackson's King Kong was coming out.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And now, so what Peter Jackson did on uh, as a feature on the DVD for the original King Kong, because uh, original King Kong DVD was like one of my favorite DVDs, and so many special features. There. I think it was. Oh
0: like... yeah, that thing. That thing is packed with special features. Yeah, man,
1: that's a fucking. I love King Kong, man. It's like one of my favorite. One of my favorite movies of all time. He went and remade a scene that was deleted from the original King Kong script or whatever. And he did it using only the technology available back then. Right. So like stop motion puppeteering, I guess the same kind of camera and camera work and just went on about how incredibly difficult this was to do. And like just doesn't know how these guys made a whole movie like this. And it gave him, obviously, a bigger appreciation than the guys that did the scene with him for what they did back then. Not, Not to shit on digital, because when it's done well, it's beautiful. It's really, really well done, and it's impressive. And it's brought us some great things. It really has. But there is something special about practical effects that we don't get anymore. And you and I, this year, have talked about a couple things that had those in there, and we fucking loved every second of it. So this was a nice little Christmas present to ourselves talking about Christmas yeah, and I was yeah. like
0: this this was a nice this was a nice time. It was just a nice
1: time. <laughs> it was a nice time, you know? <laughs> um I'm always, you know, I'm happy that you have more of a Christmas atmosphere because that, that does go a long way in getting you in the holiday spirits.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a huge part of it, you know. If it's not if it's not cold, if there's no chance of snow, it just doesn't feel Yeah,
1: I couldn't like deal Christmas. that, man. So that's Gremlins. And uh, if you guys have not seen Gremlins in a long time, watch Gremlins. It's really a great movie, especially and for the holidays. And then watch
0: Gremlins, too, immediately afterward.
1: But, uh, yeah, and if you haven't seen Gremlins, I mean, you probably should watch Gremlins. It's a pretty iconic film. Uh, tomorrow's Christmas, basically. Uh, this thing's airing Christmas Eve night. If you don't have plans to watch something but want to, it's a great choice.
0: Take a break from the Christmas Story marathon. Watch Gremlins.
1: <laughs> Just, yeah, watch a Christmas Story like maybe four times, and then Gremlins once. Yeah, and then go back to Christmas Story. Dude, I, uh, I'm a sucker for that movie, Christmas Story. I, I will, I will tell you that like I will have that on all day long.
0: I'll probably I'm gonna watch it at least once. Yeah. Uh, I kind of also I'm gonna watch that. I want to watch Gremlins and I want to watch Scrooge.
1: Like, some, like, good memories of, of, of Christmas for me were, like, you know, when to go back home uh, to, you know, see my parents when I fucking had parents. <laughs> now, <sighs> now I'm a fucking orphan, basically. Um, but <laughs> much like Bruce Wayne. <laughs> now I'm not saying I'm Batman, but I'm saying that, like, you never see us both in the same room. You know what I mean? so
0: I actually did once.
1: <laughs> Shut up, Justin.
0: <laughs> you, you were once in the same room that always, i'm just saying <laughs> do we ever we'll tell that
1: today but yeah no like just like fond memories of just kind of having that on all day on fucking tbs right and like taking naps on the couch from like you know big christmas brunch or dinner and like waking up to the christmas story again going to sleep to the christmas story it was always just like a nice like little memory for me what do, i mean what am i gonna watch christmas well obviously a christmas story and uh yeah that charlie brown yeah. christmas yeah i love i love like the christmas carol um like stories and all the iterations. a lot lot of the iterations obviously um i haven't seen all of them but i like quite a bit of them i watched so many the the mickey one uh, that's a really great christmas carol is
0: maybe my favorite adaptation
1: other than scrooge it's really good and it's it holds up man like the art the animation really really holds up and it's short it's like 25 minutes or whatever but i watched that this weekend too um and, man, it was fucking, like, every time I watch it, I'm like, I'm so impressed by this. But I, I, I like some of the older ones, too, like the, the like, the, like, old black and white ones. Um, there's, like, Scrooge, A Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. They're both, like, yeah. British ones from the 30s. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great, like, those are like, great, like, movies that like, kind of fall asleep to at night. Like, on Christmas Christmas night. It's a good way to end the night. And a good way to end the podcast is to say uh, Merry Christmas to you guys and thank you for listening.
0: Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you have a great one. And uh, this is not it for us, by the way, for the year. We do have uh, one more episode coming. Yeah, next uh, Monday. Our big year-end extravaganza.
1: Yes, we do. Um, We're going to basically uh, have one more episode for the year. Uh, There'll be a small preview of it after this, and then we'll be uh, talking about what we're going to be doing next year. So, um, again, guys, have a great holiday, and uh, thank you for listening.
0: Happy holidays, everybody. Take care.
1: And Justin, Merry Christmas to you.
0: Merry Christmas, Joe.
1: All right. Good night, man. bye
0: Next week on Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast.
1: Hey, guys. Tune in next week while. <laughs> wow. Uh, do you want me to do it? No, man. I got this. <laughs> All right. I, I got can, this. I can't. I can <laughs> Oh, man. Fucking Christ. Fucking. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Anyway, next week is our last episode of the year. Um, We're going to be basically ranking uh, our top five for 2020 and 2021 in horror films.
0: Uh, Apparently, I saw more horror flicks than I thought I did the last two years, so this should be something.
1: Yep. Yeah, well, it's going to be our last episode for the year, but we're going to be back with some new episodes, new content next year. We're going to talk about that in the last episode as well. So we hope you guys tune in and uh, we'll see you then. Probably. What a what a broken broken preview this was. <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck happened? Just, yeah,
0: we'll
1: uh, just deal with it. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Enough. Uh, yeah. Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter, and that's at sexyvampteeth. We also have Instagram at the sexy vampire Teeth podcast. And if you wanna follow Justin, all you That's need to me. do? Oh, you're still on the phone? Uh I very rarely ever hang up. Tell the people where they could follow you, Justin.
0: Oh, well, if you want to follow me on Facebook, you can find me as Justin Tongue. If you wanna follow me on Instagram, you can find me JTongue 81 And if you wanna follow me on Slasher, the horror based social media site, you can find me at Sexy Vampire
1: Teeth Pod. And if you wanna follow me on social media, you can. not I'm off the stuff. So if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites and make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and good night.
0: So long, everybody. You've been listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast.